Post-election greetings, everyone. This is Christopher Messina coming at you from the Messy Time studio, joined by my ebullient and ever-enlightening co-host, James Langer. I'm uh, doing great here. Thank you for the wonderful introduction. It's been uh, it's been an interesting week, that's for sure. I don't know. What, uh, what conclusions have you drawn from the last uh, seven or eight or nine days or so? I, th- I think the biggest conclusion I've drawn, having toured the socialist workers' paradise uh, that is now midtown Manhattan under comrade uh, Wilhelm de Blasio, um, that I'm reminded of something that, you know, having raised children, as we yep. have, right, every, something that every rational parent of a toddler knows and something that every kindergarten teacher knows is you never award bad behavior. Right. And I think that the, tra- the travesty of this election is that um, the American people have rewarded bad behavior, right? The, 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 the fantasy right. that people were boarding up businesses in case Biden won is absolutely absurd. The left has been rioting in the streets for months with their often, uh, never mind implicit, explicit threat that if you don't vote Trump out, right. we're going to keep breaking stuff. Right. Now, right. the rational approach in every red state uh, has been to offer generous heapings of wood shampoo to these scumbags, put them in jail, and it stops. Uh, blue state governors and mayors apparently don't care in the slightest right. about their taxpaying base and allowed these idiots to run rampant. Right. Uh, but I think that's the travesty and the sadness of this election, right? Is that in New York, in the last few days, once once Biden was anointed by the media, even though he isn't yet the president, um, there were hundreds, tens of tens, if not hundreds of thousands of people out standing next to each other in Times Square and everywhere else celebrating, right? Yep. Well, the, 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 the fascists in Albany uh, and, and, and City Hall in New York are still persecuting religious communities. You're not allowed to, to, to go to synagogue or church. They're still not educating the children. But the same idiots that let these so-called you know BLM and other uh, uh, fools run rampant right. and destroy things, despite those few people who actually were just protesting, the media would have you believe they were all these wonderful, peaceful people. Um, but to me, that's the real headache, is that, that across the nation... Um, these leftist, anarchist, violent lunatics have taken the message that it worked, that I can be a violent prick and I can sway people to my way of thinking. I think that is the one sincerely, unqualifiedly negative right. outcome to this election. Right. And, and, and you know, being um, in, in Los Angeles, I found it absolutely fascinating. And once again, we're trying to bring you facts. We're trying to um, cull through the biases that the media has. These are actual facts. On Rodeo Drive in Beverly Hills, it ha- was destroyed um, over the summer due to rioting, due to looting. They smashed stores. They broke in. They stole things. They cr- created a massive amount of chaos. And the Beverly Hills Police Department essentially let them um, go about their business. They didn't want anything worse to happen. Um, you could argue if that was the correct response or not, but um, and there were many, many subsequent rallies, protests. You know, almost a couple times a week, this would happen. The problem started about three weeks ago when a couple hundred Trump supporters started to gather in a park in Beverly Hills, and all of the sudden, the city said you don't have the right to gather here because you're inciting violence. 
And that huh. is the most insane thing, I think, as an American, I've ever experienced in my life. That these group of individuals that were definitely inciting violence, and then you had a group of peaceful supporters for Donald Trump. As far, I mean, this has remnants of demonstrations in, in Hong Kong when people are getting together looking for uh, to secure their rights that they used to have under uh, the British flag and were slowly taken away from them. The notion of uh, one country, two systems is, doesn't really work. And as far as I could tell, Americans always have the right to assemble as long as you're not doing something horrible. But the reverse actually took place next to my um, uh, home in Los Angeles. And I just can't make heads or tails of the logic behind that. But I think it just goes to your point that it was really these almost scare tactics that the media um, decided to they, they aided and exactly and boarding up the stores and they, they were scaring people against voting for Trump because they were saying a civil war could potentially occur in this country and I literally read that in many many uh, media sources the words civil war those are very scary words those are scary words and it's also um supportive of our contention that the modern American left are children because these are the same people that believe in gun control and don't own firearms. Right. So how dumb can you be to be of a political persuasion that is, that is dramatically calling for a civil war when you yourself are not trained to use a firearm and are unarmed? Right. right? You're going to rely on the six wingnut Antifa losers who've got a couple of Molotov cocktails that are brick? They're not doing it for you. Right, exactly. Right? Um, so is, there's been a lot of heated rhetoric, and a lot of it is very childish because because... Only people who don't really understand the implications of what firearms violence looks like would be so stupid as to say something like that. Right. Um, and so there was there was a lot of that happening uh, during during the summer, um, and it all happened in blue states, and 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 that is part of why um, the big blue wave didn't happen. Right. The, the Republicans gained seats in the House. Normal Americans watched the insanity. In St. Louis, for example, so one of the crazy women who, who runs BLM in, in, in Missouri, she was part of that mob that broke down the gates of a private community and threatened a couple in their home who then came out to defend themselves with right, firearms. Right. Luckily, they didn't shoot anybody, right. but they were prosecuted right. for protecting their homes, and this crazy woman is now a member of Congress. That's... So, I don't quite know what people are voting for in this country. I don't understand... I can understand policy differences. I get it. You want to talk about a larger social safety net. You want to talk about higher relative corporate taxes. We can have those debates. That's not this debate. When, when, When some parts of the country think we're having a discussion about policy preferences... And you've got a lunatic anarchist racist who is threatening people in their homes. And the media paints a picture of the people who are threatened right. as being the racist provo- provocateurs. Yes. That's, that's Stalinist crap. 
mean, that is what the communist playbook is. You distort the narrative. You, you continue to tell the big lie. You never let up. Right? That is a major distortion in this country. And the good news, again, I think we've taken away from the election, is the good news is that most Americans have seen through that nonsense. Right. Right? Massive repudiation of this kind of crap. But the fact is, that woman got elected to Congress. So she's got a constituency that believes her actions were justified, and it's a little terrifying. I mean, we, we as a country have a long way to go towards having calmer civil conversations because that her getting elected to Congress and her violent actions in, in basically a street mob right. are connected. And, well, we find it irritating, and I can call her names, which I probably shouldn't. Um, it, it's more important, instead of more name-calling, it's more important to figure out what has gone so wrong in our communities? How are we so fragmented that what looks to some people like completely insane antisocial behavior right. is to other people the embodiment of social justice and someone who needs to be elevated to Congress? So I, of yeah. course, find her actions abhorrent and, and I'm dismissive, but that's, that, is, that is doing the exact same thing I'm accusing other people of doing and I shouldn't do that. Something about her actions resonates with the people that voted for right. her. And we need to understand that. Yes. And we need to, all of us, be willing to at least have a conversation about how on earth do you get to this place where you're encouraging people to attack people in their homes at dinner time and you think you're in the right. Right, exactly. No, no that um, that's just an, an absolute... Um phenomenon of the times that we're living in right now you know i think the other really interesting thing is if you look at blue states and you look at major cities um in the united states which are um mostly run by blue governors and 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 blue mayors city of chicago new york city los angeles you know the homicide rates are up about 25 percent in each one of those districts and this isn't do um, to the unjust, the apparent injustices that are occurring um, in the country. These are these are drug wars that are escalating. These are people um, that have been cooped up in their houses and they have rage because they can't go out to a restaurant or enjoy their families. They can't earn a living. Never mind go to Russia. They can't earn a living. Exactly. And they, they've shut they've shut the economy. They've down. shut the economy down, and they're struggling with finances. And that's what's created this uh, level of violence that we haven't seen in you know probably a decade in in many of these large cities um and if you take those three cities out i'd love to see the statistics but once again you know last year you saw this map of the country county by county and uh red versus blue you know the united states is probably on a statistical basis and this goes back to our um, prediction that we made um, 90 percent plus of the counties in the United States um, you know voted red so it's it's a very small segment of the population and once again these are where the major major problems have occurred but it isn't because of our president it's because of the way 
um, the local governments have decided to um, deal with the, the pandemic. And that's what's really, really being lost in the media. And, you know, everybody's going to get sick of me saying this, but these are actual facts. This is the truth of the matter. These aren't lies. This is something that you can look up on the Internet uh, for yourself. Um, but you don't have to. We're, we're saving you the trouble. <laughs> Um, but that's something that I found fascinating as well, is just this constant, these pockets of massive violence that have suddenly occurred and, and the blame gets shifted in all these different directions. But it's, it's very apparent of why it's occurring. Yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult to understand how you move past it. And it's really difficult when I listen to complete lunatics like Bill de Blasio and Andrew Cuomo and, and Gretchen Whitmer and Gavin Newsom because um, there are two options. Either they're irremediably stupid <laughs> right, or, or they're evil. Like, I, I hate to say that, but like, you're, you're destroying people's lives right. on the basis of nothing. I might even forgive the panic. In, in February and March, I was already yelling at government officials that the shutdowns are stupid, right? So at least we'd be consistent on messy times. Um, but by now, I mean, the science has long caught up to realize that we were right. Like this, th th there was no reason to destroy the economy right. because of people who were only affected over, over 70 years of age. Like there were far better ways to deal with right. that. And whether that was in dispute in March or April doesn't really matter. By this point, it's not in dispute. So by continuing these draconian lockdowns, which they're still doing in Michigan and California and New York, there is no justification for it. Right. Um, and now, you know, a lot of people cynically thought they were. This is their last ditch attempt to get Orange Man bad out of office. Well, whether it was true or not, the election's over. Whether the recount changes that or not, the election's done. Like I had high hopes that at least all these cynical people were going to go. <laughs> Whoops, everything's fine. Um, but they still haven't, right. and that is absolutely disturbing. I was in New York last week, um, and I'll deny all this uh, <laughs> on fact-finding in case they come after me, uh, because <laughs> this absurdity coming out of a red state, which is a rational state, um, I had to be in a few blue states. I walked into a, 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 a hotel in midtown Manhattan for a meeting, mm -hmm. right, without a mask on. The people there have drunk. First off, everyone in Manhattan is wearing a mask outside, which is insane mm -hmm. because right. it's either six feet away or wear a mask. It's not both. It's not wear a mask outside. It's absurdity. Anyway, so I walked into this place without a mask on. They reacted as if I were holding a machine gun at them. Right. right? They, they, they've been indoctrinated, so they react. You need a mask. But here's the best part. Picture the layout. Walk into this hotel. We're having a meeting at a table in the restaurant, which is literally 12 feet from where I'm standing. Now, once you walk into a restaurant in New York and sit down, you can take your mask off because apparently the germs are only at head height and they're, they're not below. So if you're sitting down, it's okay. Right. So, but they're losing their minds. So I don't have a mask. We have one for you. So the, the desk clerk at the <laughs> lobby is waving the mask to me. But here's the fun part. I have to walk... 200 feet through the lobby, past people, to get to the desk, to take the mask from her, to pretend to put it on, to walk back, to then sit down at this table and take it off. 
And as I was doing that, I looked at this and you know this is insane, right? Like this is this is why they wrote the book The Emperor's New Clothes. This is the stupidest thing, literally, I've done in a long time. It's asinine. It is it is there's nothing being done with this that makes any sense whatsoever. But and this is this is people can laugh at us, they can say you're overreacting. But this sort of crap is the thin edge of the totalitarian right. wedge. They are telling you to do something that you know is stupid right. and pointless, and you do it right, anyway. Right, and I, and I've actually ha- just had the um, opposite experience that you had going from California to Tennessee, and you walk down the streets of California, and you see you know maybe a third, maybe a quarter of uh, the businesses closed. Um, four, four lease signs up, and these are restaurants that have been around for 10, 20, 30, 40 years, or uh, 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 retail outlets, and everybody's walking around a mask, and everybody will walk on the other side of the street, so you don't, I mean, in California, it's not six feet, it looks like it's 20 feet, that you can't, I mean, they've created that amount of, of fear, and it's just paralyzing, and, you know, I've talked about this before, you take... Disneyland, for example, and you can't go to Disneyland and all of the ancillary businesses related to that, that we're talking about hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people that have lost their jobs due to these policies. And then you go to Tennessee and everybody has a big smile on their faces. I haven't seen uh, uh, I, I haven't seen many masks at all. I certainly haven't seen empty businesses. I haven't seen businesses boarded up. I haven't seen people walking around in fear. And um, when I talk to the real estate agents in the state, the houses are, are selling in, in three or four or five days. Everybody wants to come here because these cities have just taken such uh, draconian measures to try to uh, stem the tide of something that can't be prevented. It's a virus. It's something that goes through the population in, in a natural form, in a natural way, and it will mutate or, or dissipate or a vaccine will be created. But Let's think about how this virus spread in the first person or in, in, the, in the beginning. It started with one person. If you don't eliminate every single person from having this virus, it's going to continue to spread. It doesn't matter what you do. You can have, you can have the most the strictest lockdown that you can possibly think of. If you unlock things and have one person with it, you're back to square one. That's the way epidemiology works. And I think most doctors, uh, if not all doctors, should agree with me because these are that's just the, the fact of the matter. People spread colds. They spread the flu. So we started out identifying one example of rewarding bad behavior. We've ended up with two. So in the, in the election, by getting rid of Trump, we allowed... Whether or not people meant this or not, people had a range of reasons for voting. We allowed the left to believe that rioting in the streets to get what they want is effective. So that's a shame right. because it's proved effective. Second is that um, I think that we're getting closer here uh, that more and more people are voting with their feet. Right. So, you know, fascist lunatics like Newsom, Whitmer and Cuomo, they can keep doing what they want it. Right. But they're only hurting 
their most vulnerable populations. The people who are most mobile, who make the most money, leave. Right. right? They go somewhere That's else. Right. They go to Florida. Right. They go to Tennessee. Yep. They leave. Yep. So, um, you know, the fact that uh, uh, people keep voting in. I mean, Andrew Cuomo, this is his third term in office. There's no term limits in New York. The guy's a colossal failure. He's a corrupt sleazebag <laughs> for, of the first water. Right. And there's no doubt about this, but when you get into a one-party state, what I don't know what people don't understand. Like, New Yorkers and Californians, just for their own well-being, every other election should just vote for the other party. Right. right? Just to keep them on their toes. Right. But when you know that you are the ruling in a one-party state, you can do whatever you want. And they do. Right. Yeah. you got California rolling blackouts. Silicon oh. Valley has rolling blackouts. Yes, absolutely. So I think we, we can cut it here and let people ponder a bit. Yeah, they should. Um, There's a lot the to ways ponder. In which, the ways in which we, we tend to vote collectively um, – Send reinforcing messages. And, you know, do you once again want to reward the toddlers for throwing toys around the playroom? Or do you want to set up boundaries so they make, make better choices? Uh, and I think in this election that, you know, half the way, uh, the, the big blue wave for communist, you know, woke nonsense was repudiated. But it looks like um, Mr. Biden may have won the White House. So uh, that is, in a sense, rewarding bad behavior. So we don't have a lot of answers, just... Um, more to think about. All right. So, uh, you know, sadly, uh, uh, while we have, we, we, we are, are giving you a clear vision of messy reality, uh, that doesn't always mean that there is an exact summation at the end. Uh, it's not a neatly scripted uh, show. We are throwing ourselves on the live grenade of media malfeasance and giving you, uh, hopefully, some clear data and some some thought for broken ideas. So keep tuning in. We got some really great surprises coming up. We got some phenomenal guests. Uh, so keep tuning into MessyTimes.show uh, for the latest and greatest. Uh, we're going to be having some interesting uh, competitions as well because who can resist a competition coming into the winter? And until then, James, please remind our listeners, what should they do? They should uh, turn off the news and turn on Messy Times.